While the LA Kings continue to sit and wait to take the ice for the start of the second half of the season, the countdown to the trade deadline is on. What will Rob Blake do with the Kings in his first time as tenure as GM, where he's clearly a buyer at the deadline? Plus, we'll talk about how tight the Pacific Division race is getting and some details on Dustin Brown Knight. All that and more in this edition of Locked on LA Kings. You are Locked on Kings, your daily podcast on the Los Angeles Kings. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Kings fans, welcome to Locked On LA Kings, your team every day. Thanks for making Locked On LA Kings your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube. Please like and subscribe if you are enjoying this content. My name is Eddie Garcia. I am your host of Locked On LA Kings. I've worked in sports media for the past 30 years, 20 plus years at the Fox Sports Radio Network. Um, also, I am the co-host of the Puck Podcast. It's a weekly NHL review show that's been putting out content for the last 16 years and also, of course, a passionate LA Kings fan the past 30 years this episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook official sportsbook of Locked On make every moment more visit fanduel.com slash locked on today to get started we are three days away from the LA Kings first game of the second half of the season and Dustin Brown night we're also 23 days away Dustin Brown's jersey number uh, from the NHL trade deadline coming up on March the 3rd it's been a while since Kings fans have had a real chance to get excited about the trade deadline with this team clearly looking to improve while in the thick of things in a playoff spot. Over the next four weeks, we're going to be telling you about and debating some of the players the Kings might be interested in and what moves the Kings might be looking to make. Hopefully, uh, this will be interesting and informative at uh, whatever level of Kings fan you may be. So let's start with a big picture look uh, at the Kings and the trade deadline. We'll get more into detail and more into specific players uh, as we get closer to the deadline. But there are two obvious needs for the Kings. Uh, you probably know about this already, but a left-handed shooting defenseman and maybe a goaltender. Um, that has been obvious for a while now. The, the left-handed defense thing, we've known about that since the start of the season and probably beyond that. And while we know what the Kings' needs are, um, and we even have a pretty good idea at what the players are that they're likely looking at, um, you know, there's still going to be a bidding process for this, and it's going to be interesting to see where the Kings are and where GM Rob Blake feels the Kings are as they ultimately decide if they're going to pay the asking price for some of these players or not. Uh, I don't see the Kings doing anything foolish uh, or desperate to give up something important tomorrow for a piece today, especially for a rental, which is a player on an expiring contract that will just likely play from the deadline to the end of the season and then will leave in the offseason. Um, I still think there are deals to be made, and I'd be shocked if the Kings don't do something at the trade deadline. That said, it may not be the deal that a lot of Kings fans would like to see. As a matter of fact, I, I think it's likely the Kings make an addition, but I don't know that it's going to be a huge addition. A depth defenseman on the left side, um, not necessarily a huge impact player, but somebody that will help out, um, likely maybe play on the second pairing. Um, I could also see the Kings looking for a depth goalie um, in case of something happening with Phoenix Copley and you're not real comfortable turning to Jonathan Quick and Cal Peterson for a team that's battling for a playoff spot. Uh, but the big question to me is, is now the time for the Kings to make a big swing? Uh, will the Kings go after 
the best available left-handed defenseman on the market, which is, of course, Jacob Chikrin, in a move that would help them now and in the future. Will the Kings go after a number one goalie that could help them now into the future, like a Thatcher Demko from Vancouver? Uh, the asking price is going to be high for those kinds of players. And, and just a reminder, this isn't fantasy football or hockey. This isn't just swapping a player for a player. The Kings still have to make sure this all works out under the salary cap. Uh, the Kings currently have uh, $1,072,465 in cap space, according to capfriendly.com. Of course, a big part of the question is um, what are the Kings willing to give up? Uh, depending on how much they're looking to improve, of course, you've got to give to get. Uh, the good news is that if LA does want to make a move, big or small, they do have a lot of good young assets that they can do something with to make an impact, whether it's a major one or a minor one, without losing anybody on the current roster. So to look at how likely it'll be that the Kings make a move, I think you have to look at the man who ultimately will make the decision to trade or not to trade. And that, of course, is GM Rob Blake. Of course, he's going to have input from the scouting department and his assistant GMs and all the people like that. But ultimately, it does come down to Rob Blake signing off on these things or not. And he's the one who's going to get the praise or the criticism for the most part. Um, how much pressure is Rob Blake under to make a move? And honestly, I would say not much. Uh, and that is not to say, um, you know, he doesn't have pressure on himself, but we're talking about like outside pressure of this market and the reality of the LA Kings. Do the Kings have a demanding ownership owner or ownership group? Uh, not really. Uh, the Kings ownership group really is pretty hands-off. Uh, the, you know, when they're going to get involved is frankly, when the team isn't doing well and people stop showing up for the games, that's when they, that that's when it gets their attention. Uh, otherwise they kind of let Luke Robitaille and Rob Blake kind of, you know, do your thing. Uh, if we're winning and people are showing up great, keep, keep it going guys. But, uh, they're a pretty hands-off, uh, organization as far as the ownership group for the Kings. So is there pressure from an owner or an ownership group, you know, a demanding owner like that? And the answer really is no. Um, you know, what about media pressure? You know, like the, the, there's really not much there, frankly. Um, you know, if Rob Blake doesn't do something at the deadline that that is of any significance, are they going to be talking about it on the local sports talk radio show? No, they're probably not. Uh, is there going to be a scathing article written by Helene Elliott in the LA Times? Eh, maybe she would do that, but that's about it, right? It's It's just there's no, this is not an Edmonton or a Toronto or a Boston or a Philadelphia where those, you know, that's big talk in those media markets. If the King or if their teams don't do something at the trade deadline and, and the, they're, they're calling for heads to roll and all that kind of stuff. So that just isn't the reality of the situation here in Los Angeles. And, you know, let's be honest, the fan base for the Kings, certainly passionate, loyal. Um, but is it one of the most demanding fan bases uh, out there? Yeah, probably not. Are we going to be calling it sports talk radio? Well, they wouldn't even let us on the air, to be honest with you. We want to talk about the Kings. What? Click. Uh, no. Are we going to like, are, are, is this a fan base that's going to, you know, uh, not renew their season tickets if Rob Blake doesn't make a big move at the deadline? Probably not. So the, the outside pressure is not really there for Rob Blake to, to potentially make a move. Um, you know, it, are the fans going to be, some of the fans will be up in arms, right? If he doesn't do something, but like I said, the pressures really just aren't there as it is with some other organizations. Uh, but that said, obviously Rob Blake has pressure self-imposed on himself 
to want to do the best job possible. Uh, clearly, he's invested in this organization that he's been a part of for most of his life, both as a player and now in the front office. Um, he's obviously built something very good here in L.A. and the ultimate goal to win a Stanley Cup. Now, he's not won a cup as a king. Uh, he went he went away and won one with Colorado, um, but he has never been a part of really, you know, the Kings winning the Stanley Cups that they did when Dean Lombardi was was running things. He kind of came on after that. So clearly he would love to add that to his resume. There's no doubt about that. I mean, a Hockey Hall of Famer has a Stanley Cup, but now as an executive, he's he's doing well, I would say. He's got a lot of nice things on his resume to this point, but the Stanley Cup obviously is the ultimate thing. So the pressures aren't aren't really there from the outside, but they, I'm sure they are from within with Rob Blake to want to see this thing through and, and continue to build on what he's built so far, which has been pretty good. Um, you know, when you do look at, at maybe some factors that could lead to him potentially making a move, you look at, uh, you know, what's going on in the Western Conference right now, and I've talked about this before, it looks like it's pretty wide open. Um, I do think the Kings' future is, is bright and we've talked about them they're a relatively young team uh and and going into the season i think we were all hopeful that they would make the playoffs and advance beyond the first round and see what happens kind of a thing um i don't know that that's changed from what we've seen frankly so far this season i think that's kind of still where we are um i would say the kings are not likely a major stanley cup contender at this point but again the west is pretty wide open you look at Dallas, you look at Winnipeg, Vegas, Seattle. Do those any of those teams strike fear into you? Uh, with all due respect, now they're playing well. They're playing better than the Kings, and they've got some very good players. But no, I'm not I'm not fearful of any of those teams. I think the Kings could definitely go toe-to-toe with any of those teams, and I wouldn't be shocked if the Kings knocked them out of the playoffs. So there is potentially an opportunity there because of what's going on in the Western Conference. That is something that could be a factor in what we see as far as Rob Blake making a move or not. Because as I said, there's a lot of other teams out there that are way more desperate than the Kings. There are a lot of teams out there that see their windows closing. That's not the case with the Kings. They're one of the youngest teams in the NHL. I think they're fifth or sixth youngest team in the league. And that's including, you know, some guys like Jonathan Quick, who, you know, is not really contributing at this moment and won't be around after next year. When you've got younger players ready to come in, like a Brant Clark, that's going to make them even younger next year so the window again is not closing for the kings uh even with veteran guys like Andre kopitar and drew Dowdy, they've still got quality years left in them so again the pressures aren't really there right now for rob blake uh to make a move other than you know does he really believe that they're that close and does the situation with the western conference kind of change things that is something to consider um and something else to consider uh rob blake's never been in this position before since he's been general manager of the la kings And we're going to specifically talk about that in just a second. But first, I need to remind you that today's episode of Locked on LA Kings is brought to you by FanDuel. Uh, You uh, only need one app for your Super Bowl party this year, and that is FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. We are really excited about our new sports betting partner for Locked on because they are the number one sportsbook in America. Again, that is FanDuel. And if you're new to FanDuel, that's even better. They have so many great features that make betting on sports fun and easy. Download FanDuel now so you can bet on Super Bowl 57 with a no-sweat first bet. You'll get up to $3,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. FanDuel lets you bet on everything from the money line to point spreads to who will score the first touchdown. FanDuel's sportsbook app is safe, secure, and easy to use. Best of all, you get paid your winnings instantly. So join 
FanDuel today at FanDuel.com slash locked on and claim your no sweat first bet on Super Bowl 57. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. So I mentioned uh, that this really is the first time that Rob Blake as general manager is in the position of being a clear buyer. Now he was promoted from assistant GM to GM back in 2017. uh, And he has pulled off some big trades, but they've been off season trades. Uh, Kevin Fiala, obviously this off season, Victor Arbitz in the previous year. Um, And like I said, the expectations and the pressures uh, on him right now really, really aren't there. Um, But we'll see how it goes for Rob Blake this year, because as opposed to last season, and we're going to talk about that in a minute at the deadline. Again, the Kings are clearly much more in a position to be a buyer, much more in a position with how they're playing to make an ad and help them out to hopefully advance in the playoffs. Now, last season at the deadline, the Kings were a bit of a surprise um, and making it into the playoffs was probably a little bit sooner than a lot of us thought they would. Uh, And so as a result at the deadline, it wasn't not much there, right? Uh, he went out and made Rob Blake went out and made a minor move. He picked up a reliable defenseman in Troy Stetcher from the Detroit Red Wings for a seventh round draft pick. Stetcher played in 13 regular season games for the Kings and in four of their seven playoff games, he had two goals and two assists. And that's pretty good for a guy like Troy Stetcher. Um, but he was just a rental left after the season. He's now playing in Arizona uh, for sure. A minor move at the deadline for, for Rob Blake low risk move. They just gave up a seventh round pick. Uh, to get somebody who did make some decent contributions. But all in all, a a good move by Rob Blake, but we're not expecting a Troy Stetcher uh, this time around, I think, for the most part. And I think that those expectations are are valid. Those are not wild expectations. Again, looking at Rob Blake in his career at the deadline, previous year before last year, Kings were out of the playoff picture at the deadline. They were clearly sellers, and they shipped off Jeff Carter to the Pittsburgh Penguins for a third and a fourth round pick. Uh, the third round pick ended up being traded to the Lightning for a third round pick and a sixth round pick. And those picks turned into forwards, Kenny Connors and Jared Wright, a couple of young guys who were still waiting to see what happens with them. The year before that, at the trade deadline, obviously more of a rebuild for the LA Kings, shipping off veteran pieces like Alec Martinez, Tyler Toffoli, Derek Forbert for prospects and for picks. Uh, one of the picks for Tyler Toffoli ended up being uh, Brock Faber, uh, who ended up being traded to bring in Kevin Fiala. So it's not always about uh, just drafting guys. It's also about using those draft picks to draft guys to use them as pieces to bring in other key uh, components like they did with Kevin Fiala. Um, the One of the picks for Derek Forbert turned into Samuel Hellenius. So just kind of, you know, again, rebuilding for the Kings with Rob Blake, not not being buyers, being sellers. And then the year before that, once again, uh, the Kings were were not buyers. They were sellers. They At the trade deadline, they sent off some minor pieces like Carl Hagelin and Oscar Fentenberg, which is a name I have not thought of in quite some time. There was a deal the previous year, um, at about a month before the trade deadline, you might remember, Rob Blake traded Jake Muzzin to Toronto, um, and he got Sean Dursey, Carl Grundstrom, and a number one pick in return, which turned into defenseman. Tobias Bjornberg. So again, he's done some very good things at the deadline, but he's never been in this position before. This is uncharted territory for Rob Blake at the deadline because of how he's built the team so far and the position 
that they're in. This is a good team. Uh, now he has to help that team to be better. But will he be cautious, thinking they're not quite there yet, or will he be aggressive, thinking maybe the door is open sooner than everybody thought it would be? Uh, likely, you know, it also depends entirely on what other teams are asking for. But my feeling is that Rob Blake will only make a big move if the situation is perfect. I, I really can't see him giving up anything substantial for a player that isn't likely going to help the Kings now and in the future. I, I'm betting that Rob Blake realizes that the Kings are probably still a season away. Um, and, you know, there are certainly cap considerations and things open up in the offseason with some contracts that are expiring. Um, I do expect something bigger than a Troy Stetcher, for sure. Um, but a blockbuster move by the Kings, I would be surprised to see it. I'm not saying I don't want to see it, but I would be surprised to see it. So again, with Rob Blake being in this situation that he's never been in before, it is going to be really curious to see how aggressive he is or, or not. So we've got 64 days left in the NHL regular season. That's nine weeks in a day. Uh, the regular season ends on April the 13th. The Kings have 29 games left and, I don't know about you, but uh, I've already started watching the scoreboard. Uh, and uh, that includes what's going on with the Kraken and the Golden Knights, and the Oilers. They have all played games already this week while the Kings sit and wait. And there is also something else to keep an eye on. Um, and, and again, that's where the Kings sit in a playoff spot. And that could have an impact on what Rob Blake decides to do, whether he wants to help the team or not, based on where the Kings are on the standings, because it's getting tight. Uh, last night on Tuesday, uh, the Kraken were shut up by the Islanders 4-0, um, but the Golden Knights knocked off the Predators 5-1, and the Oilers gained ground with a 5-2 win over the Red Wings. So the current Pacific Division standings, Vegas is now on top with 64 points. Seattle is one point back in second place with 63 points, and the Kings also 63 points, but they're in third place right now, falling down a spot because Seattle has three games in hand and one more regulation win than L.A., and the Oilers are now just one point back of the Kings, 62 points in fourth place in the division. So things, again, are getting really tight right now. Uh, two points separating first from fourth in the division. And currently, all four of those teams are in playoff spots. Edmonton right now the number one wildcard team in the Western Conference. We've got more news uh, on Dustin Brown night, some details to pass along. And also want to let you know how you can let your thoughts on Dustin Brown's career uh, be known. We're going to tell you about that in a second. But first, I need to let you know that today's episode of Locked on LA Kings also brought to you by our friends over at Built Bar. Looking for a delicious treat but don't want all the fat and calories? you got to try Built Bar. They are so delicious that you won't think you're eating something that's good for you. Built Bars are covered in 100% real chocolate, and they come in unbelievable flavors like churro, peanut butter, brownie, and almond coconut. Uh, I'm not sure how Built Bar does it, but these things taste like candy bars, but they're actually healthy for you. 130 calories four grams of sugar, but a whopping 17 grams of protein. And now you don't need to wait around to get a box for years. You've been told that you got to go to built.com and order them. And you could still do that, but now you can get them at your local Walmart or Sam's club. They're in the pharmacy section. In addition to the new flavors, they've got the old reliables as well, like cookies and cream, double chocolate and coconut puffs. Those are built bars, protein bars. that taste like candy bars. So Dustin Brown night is of course this Saturday. Don't forget the festivities begin at 6 PM local time. It's a game against the Penguins. Uh, the, the game starts at 7.30, but if you want to see all the pregame ceremonies, be there in your seat by 6 p.m. Uh, there will be the statue unveiling. Apparently, it's going to be located over by the Bob Miller statue. Uh, Jersey retirement, of course. Um, we'll get to hear from Dustin Brown himself. And as you probably know, he's not a guy who talks a lot. So I, I'm really going to be curious to see 
what he has to say. Um, I'm sure it'll be something very thoughtful, and I think he's going to do a great job with it. But we don't hear Dustin Brown talk a lot, so that's going to be kind of fun. Uh, we were told that uh, Radio Hall of Famer Nick Nixon will be the MC of the event, and uh, at least four of these six players that have had their jerseys retired by the Kings are going to be in attendance for this. Obviously, Luke Robitaille and Rob Blake, but Dave Taylor and Rogie Vachon will be there as well. Still not sure if Wayne Gretzky or Marcel Dion are going to be able to make it. If not, I'm sure they'll have video tributes that they'll play during the game. I, I did see on Mayor's Manor that uh, for you really old school fans, or if you're an autograph hound, that Rogie Vachon is going to be signing autographs uh, over at the uh, LA Live area, the little fan fest they have set up for. That's going to start at 4 p.m. on Saturday. Uh, in addition, Hall of Fame TV broadcaster Bob Miller is supposed to be there. Uh, former players that are reportedly going to be there include Alec Martinez, Kyle Clifford, uh, and Jake Muzzin. Those are all active players that are coming for this. Uh, you've got Rob Scuderi, Matt Green, Jarrett Stoll, Mateus Nordstrom, an old fan favorite, uh, and Jeff Carter playing with the Penguins in town will get to be there as well. And I have been told that Bally Sports West is going to televise the entire ceremony in its entirety. So if you're looking to watch the festivities on TV, you'll need to be tuned in uh, by 6 p.m. as well. Also, I would love to get your thoughts on Dustin Brown. We will have a special Dustin Brown Feedback Friday show. It will be on Friday. Uh, so if you could, I'd love to have you email me with your favorite Dustin Brown memories, stories, or just share your feelings about Dustin Brown's career. Uh, and and I've mentioned this. I think he's the greatest king of all time. Would you agree or disagree with that? And we don't want to slight the guy on his special night, but it's a fun debate. No harm in that. Um, so send your emails to lockedoneddie at gmail.com, E-D-D-I-E, lockedoneddie at gmail.com. You can also share your comments below if you are watching on YouTube. Looking forward to Dustin Brown night and our Dustin Brown feedback Friday show. Again, lockedoneddie at gmail.com. We're also on Twitter at LockedOnLAKings and on Instagram at LockedOnLAKings as well for you to be interactive with the show. Uh, one other quick Kings note, uh, if you don't follow college hockey, and chances are if you are in L.A., you probably don't, but one of the biggest events in college hockey is the Beanpot Tournament in Boston. Uh, the four universities in the Boston area square off every year in a mini tournament, Boston University, Boston College, Northeastern, and Harvard. And if you didn't see it, L.A. Kings draft pick Alex LaFerriere assisted on the overtime game-winning goal for Harvard with 1.5 seconds to go to stun Boston College by a score of 4-3. to three. So Harvard will take on Northeastern in the final. Um, as for uh, LaFerriere, he's second on the team for Harvard in goals with 13, second on the team in points with 29 in 23 games. Uh, he is a junior, but expected to forego his senior season, signed with the Kings after this season, and will be playing with the Ontario Reign Next season, at least, that's the expectation. So, again, uh, cool to see one of the Kings prospects, uh, Alex Laferriere, for Harvard, uh, having a big moment. Uh, if you've seen the uh, the highlight on Twitter, and if you haven't, check it out. It's uh, it's definitely worth, worth a look. But uh, he was a third-round pick of the Kings in 2020, Alex Laferriere. Uh, hey, thanks for making Locked on LA Kings your first listen today. And speaking of prospects... Your second listen needs to be Locked On NHL Prospects, your daily podcast covering the next generation of hockey superstars leading up to the NHL draft, plus NHL draft rankings and top prospect comparisons for every team. That's Locked On NHL Prospects, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Eddie Garcia. Thank you for listening and watching Locked On LA Kings. Have a great day, and as always, go Kings go.